coat. Hi, Tess. Hey, Coco. What kind of tea are you drinking? This tea is a green ginger Tazo tea. How about you? Green ginger. That sounds good. Um, I'm having the last bit of the most delicious jasmine green tea and crossing my fingers that I don't get jacked up like that one time I had too much caffeine and then couldn't stop talking really fast. <laughs> if that happens, I'll just take my cue, okay? Yeah, you can take your cue at any point. Just get kind of louder with your interruptions. <laughs> um, um, excuse me, sir, <laughs> sir. Uh, but hopefully the, the purring kitten on my belly will kind of counter any caffeinated. Mm. Hi, Hi, Azul. Azul, have... welcome he... to quarantine time with Tess and Coco. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about the importance of experiencing connection to self in order to experience interconnection. And it seems fitting to have a purring kitty on the belly while doing that. Um, so this, the topic today, I want to keep it simple, but it is kind of complex. But let me, let's see if I can, oh, Tess and I just decided to have me bring it up rather than her entering with questions to kind of set the, the stage that then she can jump in and ask questions about. So without further ado, does that sound good, Tess, still? It does sound good. I have a good idea for an entrance point, though, if that might be, like, what's step, step one that we talked about? Well, I'll, I'll, t I'll line it up. So we're talking about interconnection. So modern culture, we'll just do a blanket modern culture, and that's, that's not to like, oversimplify things, but just to, to kind of explain. Modern culture is one that's really lent on um, deductive reasoning, and compartmentalizing and exploring self and um, strength of self. And it's built into my, my, you know, my mind is trained differently because of my work, but it was built into my way of perceiving the world, of, of it, the scientific process. We take the whole and we take it apart and then explore individual parts. It's less of an ecological-based thought, such that is, that's exemplified in such, something such as Chinese medicine, um, but it's, it's more of a deductive, individuated reasoning where we put together individual pieces rather than feel out and experience the whole. So that's that's just first and foremost is that there's we have a, a way of thinking that is based in compartmentalizing even down to like well this is my work life this is my play life and one thing I'll do with my organizational work is be like yo everyone we can't really separate work and play we bring our 
our life into work and it influences how we're feeling, interacting, and how we're thinking. But we try to compartmentalize things, but it just doesn't work like that. It, it, within my body, if my digestive system is compromised, it, it'll affect my, how I feel in, in, with my, in my muscles. Or how, if my thyroid is affected, it does affect how my adrenals are working or my pituitary or my pancreas. It is all connected. So that's part one. Part two is that we are in this together. So the language changes. We are in this time period of quarantine. We are in it together. It's affecting everyone. We are interconnected. We all can get this bug. We all are being affected in relation to shifts in economy that we don't, we don't know what will turn out like. We need solution ecologically. And it's a very, it's a shift in, in perception from compartmentalizing and deducting to experiencing um, what this situation is necessitating, which is interconnection of us, of, of what, of what do we need and how do we how do we tap into an intelligence that is inclusive to the whole and because our our entire our reasoning itself is based in deductive reasoning so that's the next piece and maybe we stop there because that's a lot because i have a remedy for it suggested remedies but does that make sense so far? Yeah, to me it does. But I would, do you think you could give um, just a sort of a broad definition of, I guess, your uh, definition of the word interconnection? Yeah. I'm just feeling that one out. How what how do you see interconnection and uh, it's the experience of interconnection, the experiential aspect of interconnection? Well, first is the idea that I respect every being's own experience. So when I look outside of my window, I respect and honor the little birds. Experience is just as valid as mine. And I'm curious about what their experience is like. And I'm excited about solutions from my career solutions to like ecological global solutions that take that little bird's experience into account. So it's a win-win. But then also my, I know, and I've known for a long time, that my, my logic was created through my human conditioning, which I've been part of a culture 
for generations that's been more focused on deductive compartmentalizing logic than on feeling the connection to ourselves and others. So I focus more on feeling that connection to myself, which is a process, and that's a process I want to talk about, but feeling the connection to myself and feeling the connection to you, feeling the connection to the trees, to the birds, feeling the connection to my career and economic pieces, not just lovey-dovey stuff, but feeling connected to it all, to allow that to start to be a governing force of my intellect. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I noticed a rapid, like rapid advancement in technology and uh, the need for a quick solution can be short-sighted. One thing that's nice about technology is it's, it's nurturing our place of interconnection. We're just, we're still processing it all through our, our logic without actually landing and being connected to ourselves in a holistic way. Mm-hmm. So this is the, the leap in this pod, which is hilarious to try to talk about in like 15, 20 minutes, is is to highlight the fact that our logic is based in one of deductive reasoning, of compartmentalizing, of individuation, and we need a solution. And we live in an infinitely large and connected, interconnected universe. And in an infinite universe of interconnection, there's always solution. It's infinite. So it's up to me to learn the skills of interconnection in order to align with solutions for me and us. But it's a relearning and it doesn't, we utilize the intellect, but come from a place of inhabiting interconnection, connection to ourselves and our, and others. So how do we, how do we foster how do we access the experience of interconnection if it's something that is so far out of sort of the framework of our sort of the way that our default neurological system works? Well, first we have to know the importance of something in order to value it. So we have to know the fact that, 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 that we are, our brain is conditioned through one that is deducting and compartmentalizing in order to understand. So if we understand that our brain is needing some help to understand interconnection and to start to to see and experience and through interconnection, we need to practice the experience of it to allow the brain to see something new. Does that, 
So we need to experience it. We need, we need to value it in order to experience it often. We need to train ourselves in it. And we need to value it in order to see. It's like you, it, it, we, we have to value being strong and fit in order to work out. Same with this is we need to value it in order to do the practices. Then the practices themselves are, well, one, they're riddled throughout this whole site. And even something as simple as going and laying on the earth at a park or laying on the ground and intending. So it has to do with intention and presence and practice. But the exercise, the meditation I'm making in collaboration with this pod is about landing in what's going on in your heart and your body. What's going on at an emotional level? Because we have to first land in our own selves and really take an honest look and feel for what's going on. And then, and, and fostering that in each other. So this is for families of, or for you and me, that I, if I'm listening to you, is that we chat before we get on potting and just catch up. And if I'm listening to you, if I sense that you need to cry or need to vent or just need to feel that I hold the space as uninterrupted as I can for you to do that, for you to feel. So we, we start to thaw. We start to get, instead of just being, being commanded by the cycle of our emotions subconsciously that are affecting our thoughts and our perception and how we're taking in the world, we land and feel. And so the, go ahead. Are you suggesting that we we connect in with ourselves by holding space for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, that we value emoting, that we value sinking into the substance at, and this is where it's this, it's tricky. If this is my, is what I do. It's so, it's so normal for me and it's becoming normal for you. I'd be curious more about you your take on what we're talking about because you've been doing it as we're working together and you're you're learning these skills how would you explain it yeah in terms of uh landing within yourself i would explain it by um, really, really uh, increasing your discipline and awareness around letting the uh, analysis of your brain dictate um, your truth because that analysis fluctuates and is not often based in reality if there's underlying emotions um, 
that are generating the thoughts that the emotions themselves are, are, are calling to be felt and uh, not analyzed or explained away or rationalized. Um, my experience is once, if we don't feel the emotion, then we start to identify ourselves with it because all of our thoughts are coming from these places that are uh are trapped in fear or you know worry wounding anxiety stress whatever the negative emotion is um we we start to identify ourselves with it subconsciously or consciously um and my experience is like if you allow yourself the space to cry or like whatever yell uh emote like get the stop thinking about what you're feeling and actually feel it um then you you feel better. Like, like it's like giving a little kid a, a a hug and a blanket and a glass of water when they're crying. Like, you feel better, and and you have more success in your relationships and career and life in general because you're you're happier. You're lighter. You're you're more buoyant. Not not weighted. Um, mm -hmm. Right. And so far as to kind of list the ingredients that you're saying is when we have we have access to connection with ourselves and then the power to create change within ourselves is increased when we stop our analysis and sink into what we're actually feeling. So we have to, in, in order to feel fabulous, we have to go sink into the feelings of worry or regret or guilt or fear or sadness or confusion, etc. And then this is the part where you can employ one of the, if you're just on the site, scooch on over to the anxiety meditation or plus play to the meditation that's hooked to this. If you need help with tools to transform the density of emotion from your form, we have them here. And there are also many sources besides this of transformative exercises that help you sink in and then create change at that core emotional level. So you're here you felt or moved. I mean, you can move through a workout. I've been, you know, that's, I employ that all the time of, of dancing or, or going to yoga or like doing an intense workout that moves the emotion. And then I have access from that point to a place of connection with myself and more connection with the world around me. And we do that again and again and again and again and again and again, fostering connection with self and fostering connection at a felt sense with other meaning the person right in front of me the cat or the trees i'm looking at or 
fostering interconnection with solution, the felt sense of solution. I, I think an important aspect of what you are saying too is the repetition of it and the the practice of it, knowing that it's not something that's it's not a skill or a tool that is in the average person's wheelhouse and if you value it then you'll and you're willing to practice it it will pay you back in full and yeah. more than you can imagine but it's a practice and it's okay to be a beginner at first be or for the first years again i'm a beginner every time like I'll, i have to remember i like remember that i am a magical powerful being every day because i'll wake up and i'm just like i'm just a girl waking up and <laughs> then I'll remember that like my skill set that's been honed for the last 20 some years has all been, it's, it's there. I can lean into it. I jump on with you or a client or myself and I can tap in to myself, tap into the interconnection. The reason I have a clear scene, the reason I'm clairvoyant is because I'm clear about what my issues are and when they're up and that I can sink into them, transform and see you with more clarity. And it all gets, I think we're about on time, just so I want to like sum it up, but it, it all gets to where it feels like it's, it's like magic. But my perception of magic is just that I'm, I'm opening up to my interconnection in a way that's more palpable. And if I'm connecting to an infinite universe, it's going to sure feel magical because it's, I mean, I get to experience little slices of infinity. And that's like, way more magical than status quo thinking. Yeah. And so essentially it is though practice, 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 practice. Like how many times a day can you do this sort of thing? How many, and how can you integrate it into your family lives and your, your, your culture? So it becomes uh, the new norm of, Oh, let's stop analysis. Tap in. How do you feel? Oh, do you need to like, Take yourself, let's all take ourselves less seriously and make animal noises to move feelings. What? What's that you say? Why? Because I'm fostering connection to myself, the movement of energy within me to foster interconnection, to then be available to receive insight and then solutions born. Cool. Yeah, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to give you a hug. Ah, I'll mm. take it. Hug. Thanks for the hug. hug. And hugs to all our internet friends out there. Yeah, I just have so much love for everybody right now. It's such a tough time. Mm -hmm. mm. Is your kitty purring? He's totally passed out. Mm -hmm. He's so cute, though. It's like the dream way to be raised. I don't know how long we'll be together because my life would need to change in order to have a kitty. Um, Cause I'm all over the globe, but it's so beautiful to see how much love I can saturate this little being with. Mm. <sighs> okay. We are trying to keep it to 15 minutes, but it's 30. <laughs> but if you got bored halfway through, no problem that you press stop. <laughs> I hope you made it to this part. If you've made it to this part, what if we had prizes for them? 
If you've made it for this part, close your eyes and imagine your favorite cup of tea and it will be in your hand. <laughs> no. And look under your seat. If you get a car. <laughs> okay. TTFN listeners, that means <laughs> for now. <laughs> Peace. Peace.